Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it fed across, they score! Oh, yes! And the Ice Bears win 3-2 in overtime! Welcome into the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. My name is Joel Silverberg. I appreciate you checking out the official KIB podcast brought to you by Field Pass Hockey. Whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Field Pass Hockey is a great place to get all of your minor league hockey action all the information you need photo galleries live game broadcast so much is available for you and if you're a diehard ice bears fan to where you are wanting to follow all of these ice bears players that are being called up to the echl or the ahl we'll get more on that in just a moment field pass hockey can help you keep up with all of it they have so many great tools for you to be able to keep up with your favorite teams and players they cover the sphl so you can continue to follow the ice bears as well as the rest of the league check out the inside the sphl podcast with james hayes who does a great job covering the sphl down from his post in Birmingham, and so much great minor league hockey content there for you. That is fieldpasshockey.com. You can also download the mobile app for the App Store or Google Play. So Knoxville has a 3-3 three and three after kind of having some spaced out games in between. They had the two road games in Peoria, then just one game against Macon, then just one game against Roanoke, then suddenly... Bam, all these call-ups, a lot of roster attrition, and on a bit of a shorthanded roster, Knoxville has to play three games in three days against two really good opponents on the road against Huntsville, at home against the defending President's Cup champions in the Pensacola Ice Flyers, and Knoxville comes away with three wins. So now Knoxville is riding a five-game win streak. The Ice Bears officially had the longest active win streak in the SPHL. It's the second five-game win streak of the season for Knoxville, dating back to November to early December when they won eight in a row. Knoxville's won eight of their last ten. They are the only team in the SPHL to have that mark at this point in time. And now Knoxville has a new place, officially a new place in the standings in terms of points, thanks to some work from over the weekend around the rest of the league as well. So let's dive right into it. Everything started off earlier in the week before the game at Huntsville on Thursday. Knoxville had three players called up. We had talked about that on the podcast already. Steven Leonard going to Norfolk. You had Dino Balsamo going to Atlanta. Andrew Ballant going to Indy. So two of Knoxville's leading scorers and Knoxville's leading enforcer all being called up. And then for that game against Roanoke, there was all of this attrition because there were about five healthy scratches. And then Jared Nash was still dealing with a suspension that was eventually lifted after the Huntsville game. So going into Huntsville, Knoxville gets some of these guys back after only having 13 skaters for the game against Roanoke. But it's also having to deal with the call-ups and Knoxville not having all of its players available. And then in addition to that, Stepan Timofeyev is dealing with a lower body injury, so he's placed on the IR. So Knoxville goes into Huntsville, the number one team in the SPHL, a team that had not suffered a regulation loss at home so far this season. They were 10-0-1 before Thursday night, and Knoxville has to go out and sign Thomas Crabtree, who 
had not played for the Ice Bears before. Ryan Ramage, who had not played since the 2013 season, and then is having to bring in Casey Kolcheski, who was acquired in a trade for Colton Fletcher. Joey Strada is playing for the first time after being acquired from Vermilion County in a trade for Connor Graham. And obviously still not having Jimmy Perita, so the Ice Bears bring in Evan Moyce in a trade with Vermilion County, and Knoxville opts to start Moyce. So his first start as an Ice Bear on the road at Huntsville, Moyce makes 41 saves, Strada and Kolcheski both get assists in that game, and you have four of the nucleus pieces that end up scoring big goals. You had Kyler Matthews getting his first in the second period. You had Stefan Brucato scoring on the power play to tie the game. You are to give Knoxville its first lead after Huntsville tied the game. You had Anthony McVeigh scoring the go ahead goal and then JB Baker on the empty netter. So when I spoke to coach Carr, if you heard the pregame interview before Thursday, what does it take to be able to handle all this roster attrition? He said, we're going to focus on the dozen or so guys that are still here, the nucleus, our core, the guys that have helped get us here so far. And obviously, Balsamo and Ballant and Leonard are a big part of that. Perita has done so much for this organization uh, in the time that he was here. But you still had so many guys that were a part of the success that Knoxville's had throughout its first two dozen or so games this year. And those were the guys that ended up coming up in a big way for Knoxville on Thursday. So Knoxville gets the win. Moist makes 41 saves as the Ice Bears get a 4-2 win on the road at Huntsville. A, a really clean game for Knoxville, too. Didn't make too many defensive mistakes. Huntsville came out very aggressively, as you expect them to. They really dominated the second half of the first period. The first six or seven minutes or so of the second period, they really peppered Moise a lot. Uh, really had to force Knoxville to weather the storm. Knoxville starts to get a break in the action, and then in about a five-minute span, they really start to take control back. They score twice in that span. Hold off Huntsville for the rest of the second period. Huntsville does get the early goal in the third period to tie the game but then in a great play Alex Palmerville wins a wall battle he finds Kolcheski going through the right circle a great backhand feed to McVeigh who then beats Hunter Vorva up top and just like that Knoxville's got the lead that it never relinquished and and Moist made some excellent saves down the stretch in the third period to keep Knoxville in front in that game and so Knoxville comes away with a big win there then the following night it's a matter of getting uh, Anthony Flaherty to to be signed in, and and so he returns to Knoxville, and so you've got uh, you've got that happening, and then they had signed Brett Menton for the Huntsville game, and so then you get a couple of those guys back, and so now you're working with Flaherty in the lineup, and just like that, Knoxville's at home. It, it found a comfort level. It had to scrap its way, and and really, I think on Friday it kind of dominated the game against Pensacola. Christian Stead kind of had one sneak by him early on in the first period where it split his pads and then got a really unfortunate deflection where it just pops over his head and spins across the goal line. And and so you have a couple of those unfortunate breaks where, okay, it, it's now it's a game because Pensacola's gotten two two goals that you normally wouldn't get both of those happening in the same game. But Knoxville's able to prevail in the shootout, so it gets the win there. And then on Saturday, Knoxville kind of dominates the pace of play. You know, Pensacola came out and really looked like it was going to have control for about the first three or four minutes. They got a couple of really good looks on Moise, who had to make a couple of really nice saves early. But then he really didn't face a whole lot the rest of the first period. And Knoxville controlled the flow of play in the second period. 
And then once Knoxville went up 2-0, I think we were all expecting to see a little bit more desperation out of Pensacola, and it didn't result in a high volume of shots on goal. Knoxville did a really good job defensively at making life easy on Moise, and Moise comes away with a 21-save shutout. Knoxville gets the 3-0 win after J.B. Baker gets another empty net goal. Uh, it seems like more than half of his goals this season have been empty netters, but the Point being, Knoxville did a great job defensively. Jason Price celebrated his 600th career SPHL game. He's the only player in the history of the league to achieve the milestone. He's actually the only player in the league to even reach the 500-game milestone. Uh, so that might be a record that Jason Price has for a considerable amount of time to come if it's ever broken. He's also the league's all-time leader in points by a defenseman, and he's had a really solid offensive campaign this year. He's fifth in the league in points by a defenseman. He leagues the league in, in plus-minus, so he's been really solid for Knoxville. Uh, turns 37 next uh, this month, uh, and it's just funny to see how you know a year off as a coach, he still has a lot left to give as a player, and he said he felt like he could have been ready to go last year as a player. He said it was hard not playing. He, he was on the bench for Pensacola, and he wanted to be on the ice, and obviously still had a lot of success. You know, Pensacola won the President's Cup, and Price was a big part of that as an assistant coach, and now he's back and is still really hungry as a player, feels like there's a lot left to accomplish, and feels like he has a lot left to give, and he's having a really solid season for Knoxville, as well as the rest of this veteran leadership group with Anthony McVeigh, Stefan Brucato, Stefan Timofeyev has been really solid offensively since coming back. You've had kind of the mid-season acquisitions, guys that came on after the season started, Balsamo and Ballant, who have earned call-ups, Rasmus Waxenengbach, who has been very good for Knoxville. So in a, after a week where Knoxville has to you know, play against a really scrappy Roanoke team, and Roanoke has been really solid. They've got points in nine of their last 10. Uh, they're seven, one and two in their last 10 games. They're five, oh, and one in their last six. They are finding ways to just claw and, and win games and stay in games. They've got six overtime losses this year. So they've technically lost half the games that they have played, but because they keep forcing overtime and keep forcing shootouts, they're picking up points in the standings. And so they're in sixth right now, and that's a pretty good Roanoke team. And both the times that they've played Knoxville, the Ice Bears have needed to outlast the Rail Yard Dogs in overtime. So Knoxville beats Roanoke at home last Sunday with only 13 skaters. Then they turn around and win three games in three days off what what was you know not the roster when it's at its absolute peak because you didn't have two of your leading scorers, but you beat the number one team in the league. Now, Huntsville did not have Max Molossic at starting goaltender. They did not have Bauer Nordecker, one of its uh, better forwards, but the Havoc still had Jacob Barber, Side Nutkovich, Rob Dara, Nolan Kaiser, just a, a big core of guys that have been really, really good for them. Matthew Newcomb, Cole Reginato, a lot of returnees from last year. Hunter Vorva, of course, uh, has has had a, a solid season. He had not had a regulation loss all season. So it's not as if Malosic and Nordek are not being there. I think it's safe to say that Knoxville had more attrition to deal with when the Ice Bears made the trip to Alabama last Thursday. And then Huntsville follows that up on Saturday with a loss to Roanoke. So Knoxville now just three points behind Huntsville and the Ice Bears have a game in hand over the Havoc, and if you're looking in terms of point percentage, because now Knoxville has slid into second place after Quad City lost to Vermilion County over the weekend. Quad City did get some payback and beat 
the Bobcats the following day. But because of that loss, Knoxville now has a one-point lead over the Storm and a game in hand over Quad City. So right now, Huntsville and Quad City have played 24 games each. Knoxville has played 23. The Ice Bears have 38 points. Huntsville in first with 41. Quad City in third with 37. And if you're looking at point percentage, the gap is actually closer from first place to second place than it is from second place to third place. So Knoxville trying to chase down Huntsville with the Havoc losing back-to-back games, and now Knoxville starting to to continue to find its groove. Now, you would love to get Ballant and Balsamo and Perita back, but ultimately, I think you're seeing a really nice job of how Jeff Carr has managed this roster, how the veterans have stepped up, and guys have contributed in big spots, and Evan Moyce with two big wins in three days on the road at Huntsville and then at home getting his first pro shutout. He you know, played last season for Birmingham and had one game this season for Vermilion County, and he really has come in and shown what he can do when he's got the right pieces around him. And I think Knoxville's a good team to kind of see that. Now, moving forward, not going to be seeing as much of Moist, depending on what happens here in the coming week. We'll get to that on the other side when we come back. But Knoxville wins three games in three days. The Ice Bears now in second place, both in terms of point percentage and in total points in the SPHL standings. We'll come back, talk about some news happening around the league, as well as preview Knoxville's upcoming schedule when we come back. I'm Joel Silverberg. You're listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. In the slot, looking, shot, scores! Whoa, yes, an overtime game winner gives Knoxville a 3-2 win on the road. This presentation of Knoxville Ice Bears Hockey can also be heard while you're on the go via the Field Pass Hockey app. Read articles on your favorite team, view photo galleries, listen to live games and podcasts from across the AHL, ECHL, and SPHL by downloading the app, now available in the Google Play and Apple app stores. So I teased it right before the break. Evan Moyes may not be around. If you haven't seen the news already, Evan Moyes was called up to the Cleveland Monsters of the AHL. Now this is big news for Knoxville. Obviously the the call-ups are kind of bittersweet if you're an Ice Bears fan because you're happy for these guys, you cheer on these guys, you want them to have success, but when players have success, they get called up to the ECHL, the AHL, and they are given opportunities at a higher level and you want to see them do well you want to see them have success there's been a handful of players that have gotten a chance in the ECHL or even the AHL this season that have once worn a Knoxville Ice Bears uniform but it's also bittersweet because you would prefer those guys to continue having success in Knoxville to help the team win because it's tough when you have roster attrition and guys being called up and you have to find a way to quickly replace those guys in the middle of a week and it's not like you have this, you know, significant free agent pool that's on standby. I mean, Ryan Ramage hadn't played a game since the 2013 season. Anthony Flaherty had not played in the SPHL since 2018. So it's not necessarily this mix of guys that have all been playing this year and have seen game experience. There's a, usually a transition, and that's kind of what you know has been the consensus whenever we get guys that come in midseason you know Jeff Epright and Luke Erickson were signed a couple of weeks ago and, and talking to Jeff after his first game you know he did kind of admit yeah it, it took a bit of a transition needed to work back into it and the same with Anthony Flaherty where he felt like he was in better game shape than expected for somebody that hadn't played in a professional hockey game in four years but 
also at the same time, it's not like he was at 100% when he first stepped on the ice. So it's always tough whenever that sort of transition has to be made. And Knoxville's had to do that a number of times this year. The good thing is, is that the Ice Bears have continued to find a way to get it done. And, and when you have the core of guys that have been here throughout the entire course of the season, we mentioned Kyler Matthews, Jason Price, that's one defensive pairing, Sam Turner, who didn't start the season for Knoxville, but ever since he's been called up from Binghamton, you kind of forget that he was playing in the FPHL at the beginning of the season. He's settled in nicely as a key contributor on the team. He's got four goals this year as a defenseman and working with Dean Moore, who Dean Moore, another guy that hadn't played in the SPHL in a few years since he was with Pensacola a few years back. He's come in and he's had to be a, a consistent part of that defensive rotation. And so seeing guys like that that have come in mid-season after the season had started, along with the other guys that have been here from the start who signed PTOs over the offseason, McVeigh, Brucato, Palmerville, guys that have known this organization, J.B. Baker, who only played in one game for Knoxville the year before, but has come back and now he's Knoxville's leading scorer and has 11 goals in the season. So it's been about finding the right pieces at the right time and how do you get those placeholders when you have guys that are injured, guys that are having a deal from a league suspension, guys that are on call-up. It's really a delicate situation sometimes so that you don't mess up with the flow and rhythm of your locker room. And so far, you know, whenever I walk into the locker room before a game, everything seems pretty normal. And the guys will kind of be joking about it. I'll come in, I'll look at the board. I remember when I came in for that home game against Roanoke and uh, Stefan Brucato, the captain, kind of looked at me and was like, well, the good news is there's a lot of new guys this week. And so it, it's worked out, though. Ever since that series of, of hits has happened and, and these call-ups and the changes, here Knoxville is with a 5-0 and record against three different teams that or four different teams where three of them are in playoff position right now and in pretty good playoff position at that. So just something to kind of keep in mind as the Ice Bears keep trying to push their way forward throughout the course of the season because we it's not even just Knoxville. We've seen call-ups all across the SPHL, guys getting called up to the ECHL, a couple of guys getting called up to the AHL. And so now Evan Moyes has gotten his opportunity to go up to the AHL, second goalie to be in the AHL this season. Jimmy Parita, after he got loaned to the Railers and the ECHL, was given a PTO with the Syracuse Crunched. He was released from that PTO on Sunday, but still given his opportunity. Did not appear in a game for Syracuse, but he's made some appearances in the ECHL, and he's been doing quite well for himself uh, so far this season, not just in Knoxville, but beyond that as well. And so we wish the best to Evan and hopefully we'll see Jimmy and, or Evan back soon. Um, and you still have Christian Stead, who's had a really solid rookie season in net, you know, he went out and after kind of giving up that early goal, I thought he played really well to reset himself and find a way to keep fighting and keep Knoxville in the game, had some huge saves in overtime before Knoxville beat Pensacola in a shootout on Saturday and instead has put up some good numbers for himself, especially when you start the season as a backup role. And I, I think some of us might forget that, you know, at the beginning of the season, you might've been, if you're basing it off resumes and just kind of looking at it on paper, I'm sure there were a lot of people that might've thought Stead was going to be the number three man in the rotation because Brett Moran was this former 
OHL veteran. He was an NHL draft pick. And there's obviously a lot of expectation that comes with that. And I know that fans were really fired up when we put out the release that Brett Moran was going to be coming here. And it's Moran that doesn't get the roster spot out of training camp. And and it's going to be Parita instead. And Parita comes in and is having a bunch of success immediately. Stead's had some good performances. He's had a couple of shutouts. So you know what, what Stead is capable of. And on top of that, he's had the goal support. So while he didn't have... I think his best performance against Pensacola, the way that he would have wanted, he kept Knoxville in the game with some big saves, and then his team came up big to make it happen in the shootout. I was also really happy to see Christian get those back-to-back shootout wins against Roanoke and Pensacola, especially that Pensacola one, because he really was locked down, and because he was so good and he got the support on the other side, he only needed to face four shots before Jason Price clinched it with the uh, game-sealing shootout winner in the fifth round of the shootout. And so for Parita not being here and then Stead, you know, kind of missing out on that opportunity when he, you know, didn't have the best shootout that he wanted uh, on the road game against uh, Peoria, he ends up getting the win against Roanoke, ends up getting the win against Pensacola. So I was really happy to see that for Christian um, and really happy to see the opportunity for Evan as well now that he's getting his call up to the AHL. So it's a little bit of what's happening with the roster situation right now. Um, again, Stepan Timofeyev still on the IR. And also Jared Nash coming back from that five-game suspension. So he was suspended at the end of the Fayetteville game back on December 5th. Sat out five games, which means he sat out the Huntsville game. He would have been available for that game had the game on December 17th against Macon been played. That game obviously has been rescheduled for March 20th, but because of that, it pushes Nash's suspension back a little bit. And in the Friday game against Pensacola, I thought he was all over the ice, thought he was creating chances. He was in the right place at the right time. I felt it was only a matter of time before he made something happen offensively, and he was so close so many times. And then on Saturday, he gets that first goal to put Knoxville ahead in the Saturday game against the Ice Flyers. Alex Palmerville with a really nice pass from the left circle. I thought it was a really good offensive weekend for Palmerville as well, just with what he was able to do in transition, winning wall battles, helping keep the puck in the zone, in the perimeter. A really smart player. I thought it was a really good weekend for Alex, but was really happy for Jared for him to get his first goal as an Ice Bear after you know, he gets suspended for that fight against Brian Moore from Fayetteville because he's trying to defend a teammate because Moore slashes Rasmus Wax and Engback. And so Jared, I know, was really ready to go this weekend. He was super fired up to be back. Uh, I remember seeing him before the Friday game. He was all excited. And so for him to get that first goal, I thought was really big for him. So I was happy to see him do that as well. So Knoxville's upcoming schedule this Saturday, we have the dinosaur races at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. That game is going to be Saturday night at 7:30 against the Vermilion County Bobcats. The following Tuesday, January 11th, the Ice Bears are at Huntsville for the last time this regular season. Knoxville still has three more games against the Havoc. The final two are going to be in Knoxville at the Civic Coliseum, but January 11th, um, again, if you have not signed up for the Olympus Car and Coach fan bus ride for the road games, that is your next opportunity to go on one is January 11th at Huntsville, and you can call Olympus Car and Coach for more information, and they will be able to get you registered. Uh, it's $50 for these single-game trips, so all you have to do is call Olympus Car and Coach at 865-522-2796 to get registered It's $50 for the one game trip, so they will take you down in a bus. 
It'll be the fan bus for road games to Huntsville. It includes a ticket to the game. Then they'll bus you back right after the game's over, and you don't have to worry about transit or gas or anything like that. They will take care of you. And then if you're going to the Macon games, which are on January 14th and 15th, the following Friday and Saturday, that is an overnight stay where that's going to include your hotel room, and you can get a twin for 260 or a triple or a quad for 250 that is also going to include a trip to the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame on Saturday before the game on Saturday night against Macon. So again, Olympus Car and Coach, they are organizing the fan bus for select road games this season, but Knoxville's next three road games, next Tuesday, January 11th against Huntsville, and then the following Friday and Saturday on the 14th and 15th against Macon, Olympus Car and Coach is taking fans to those games. Again, that's 865-522-2796 to get registered for Olympus Car and Coach. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. It is good to be back playing hockey. I feel like I missed so much time just from missing that road trip to Peoria, even though it was like almost a month ago, but it's been really good to play hockey. You know, we had a game postponed, only had one game a week for two weeks there, and now having three games in three days, it feels like we're right back in the action. Uh, Football season has officially ended in Knoxville with uh, the University of Tennessee having their bowl game over the weekend. So net now more attention shifting to hockey as we start to get to the halfway point of the regular season. Knoxville on a five-game win streak. They get Vermilion County this Saturday. Remember the last time these two teams played, Knoxville needed to rally and then win in overtime when the Ice Bears went to Danville back in November. So expect a scrappy effort from the Bobcats when they come to Knoxville this Saturday. Uh, we will be back in action with the call as well. MixLR.com slash Knoxville Ice Bears and Hockey TV, SPHLTV.com. We hope you'll enjoy the broadcast if you can't make it out to the Coliseum. But also be sure to visit our website so you can get registered for the dinosaur races. If you have a dinosaur costume in your closet, Go ahead, get it out, get it ready to go so you can run across the ice during the first intermission for the annual dino races. I'm Joel Silverberg. Thank you again for listening to this podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. FieldPassHockey.com and the Field Pass Hockey mobile app available on the App Store and on Google Play. All the minor league hockey content you could ask for, they have it for you right there. SPHL, ECHL, AHL, they have it for you at FieldPassHockey.com. I'm Joel Silverberg. Thank you so much for listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey.